2021. GL and his wife are uh, attend First Church of the Nazarene here in Roswell, where GL serves on the board and is head of the church's finance committee. They have three children and three grandchildren. Please help me welcome GL and Brenda Strader. Thank God I went to prison. Those are the words of Oscar Nieto, Columbia. Oscar was arrested in the Miami airport, charged with drug possession, drug trafficking, and money laundering. In total, convicted of all charges, he faced up to 80 years in prison. While he was awaiting sentencing, he was held in the Miami prison, and that's where he was introduced to God's word through a Gideon Bible. Having not much more to do, he opened the Bible and began to read it. And more importantly, for the first time, those words started to mean something to him. The Holy Spirit worked on his heart. He realized the error of the way he had been living and the sins he had been committing. He turned his life over to God, accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, and became a model prisoner. Shortly thereafter, all the charges against Oscar were dropped. He was deported back to Columbia, where today he runs a successful business. Oscar reports only, with God's help, could a possible 80-year sentence be reduced to less than two, and could a man such as myself leave Columbia with cocaine in my stomach, but return with God in my heart? Praise God. As Gideons, we hear many ongoing testimonies such as Oscar that teach us the importance of the word and the ministry. The Gideons are a group of Christian business and professional men who together with their wives who serve as auxiliary have one purpose. That's to help win souls for Jesus Christ. That's all we do. We do it in two ways. One, by witnessing to those that we come into contact with by sharing our testimony and other testimonies we've heard and secondly, by giving a copy of God's word throughout the world. We truly believe what God told us in Isaiah 55:11. My word given out shall not return to be void, but shall accomplish that purpose for which it was intended. That brings me to our scripture that I was going to do a devotional for you on. Isaiah 55, 9 to 11. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And then our Gideon verse, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I send it. Isaiah 55 is a beautiful example of how God starts out by calling the people of Israel back to him. He says, if you will come back, I'll provide for you. I will get you what you want. I will do what you need. But you also have to understand 
My ways may not be your ways, and my thoughts might not be your thoughts. But just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than yours. We serve a God who has infinite wisdom, infinite power, infinite knowledge, a God who moves in our lives daily. And just as we sometimes have to discipline our children or move them in a direction they might not supposed to be headed, God will do that to us also. At the time, we may not understand, but all we can do is trust. There is a God out there who's moving and working in it, and he's guiding us and directing us exactly where we need to be. And then the next part of this scripture I love this part where it gives a good idea of how his word goes out. It gives an example to me that I can relate to where it says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, they water the earth. We certainly need some of that right now. We could use some. Ask God for some to help replenish the earth here right now. And they make it bring forth and sprout. And they give seed to the sower so he can spread it and feed the world. And they give bread to the eater who needs it, who's hungry. And he goes on and says, that's how my word is. It goes out from my mouth, and it won't return void, but it'll accomplish exactly what I set it out to do. And this is truly exemplified to me in one testimony that I heard from Dixon Rivera. He was a guest at our Roswell camp in 2019 at a faith fund rally we had. He's the representative Gideon representative for the country of Puerto Rico and he shared with us how he and four other Gideons were distributing Bibles at a large university in South America said when they got there they were very pleased they were placed the, to distribute the Bibles in front of the largest building there was on the campus it was a place of honor and there was a lot of traffic and a lot of people and they were handing out Bibles and just going great and about three-fourths of the way through, a young man came up, grabbed the Bible off the table, said, your God doesn't exist. Here's what I think of your word. And he threw the Bible. And the Gideon turned around and watched, and that Bible flew up to the top of the roof behind him. In true Gideon fashion, he said, God still loves you. He'll be with you, and we're praying for your soul. And the man walked off and said, eh, whatever. What they didn't know that same time, at the top of that building was another young man. He was a Christian, and he was having a rough go of it. He was contemplating ending it all. He turned around and turned up and said, God, if you truly have a purpose left for me in this life, give me a sign. And you all know what came flying up on top of the roof about that time, that Gideon Bible. My word given out will not return to me void. As Gideons, we also are privileged to be part of the Gideons International Convention where we have speakers from all over the world come and share what God's Word did in their life and how it impacted them. I've got an example here from the recent uh, convention in Louisville from that I'd like to share with you. Good evening. 
First of all, I praise God for the honor and privilege he has given me to present a testimony this evening before such a distinguished group of men and women who serve as pastors and Gideons to advance the kingdom of God all over the world. I also praise God for the honor of giving you his testimony of what he has chosen to do and is doing in my life. I was born in 1962 in Sweetwater, Tennessee, and the first seven years of my life were truly wonderful. While my father was spending three tours at war in Vietnam, I was initially raised by my grandparents on a big farm. They were both kind, gentle, and hardworking. They taught me how to take care of horses, cows, pigs, and chickens. They also taught me the value of working hard to plant, harvest, and cook your own food. So for the first seven years of my life, I felt so loved and safe. But all of that changed in an instant. One day when I got off the bus from school, when I was in the second grade, I was shocked to see my grandfather standing there with tears in his eyes. He got down on one knee and told me that my father and mother were here and waiting in the house to take me away to live with them. He then said, there is really nothing that I can do. You have to go with them. But always remember that no matter what happens in the future, that I love you and that God loves you and will take care of you. And before I could adjust to the shock, I was suddenly in the car with my parents, driving away from the only home I ever knew. As soon as we were out of the driveway, my father stopped the car, turned around, and shouted, Stop that crying immediately! Just the tone of his voice was enough to scare me to not only stop crying, but also to fear, to feel a level of danger and fear that did not subside for the next nine years. You see, my father came home from Vietnam with post-traumatic stress syndrome, PTSD, before it was ever diagnosed or properly treated. His self-coping mechanism was to stay drunk most of the time and then take out his anger and frustration by beating on my mother or on my sisters and me. I will never forget the first time when I suddenly awoke in the middle of the night by the screams of my mother. I ran into the living room and to my horror, my, I saw my father standing over my mother, slapping her over and over again while she was laying on the ground trying to fight him off. Without thinking, I ran and jumped on my father's back and told him, leave her alone. In an instant, he threw me off his back, picked me up by my throat, slammed me against the wall, and put a gun in my mouth. And he said in a voice that I'll never forget, don't you ever get between me and my wife again, or I'll kill you and bury you where no one will ever find you. I believed him so much in that moment that I almost stopped breathing forever from just fear. For the next seven years, that fear rarely subsided as my father did things to the rest of us in our family behind closed doors that time and discretion does not allow me to share with you. However, I will share with you, when I was around 10 years old, my dad came home in the middle of the night, as usual, drunk and angry. I pulled the covers over my head and started praying that he would just pass out and leave me alone. But suddenly, he snatched me out of the bed by my hair and dragged me into the kitchen. When I asked him, what did I do? He opened the pantry closet, shoved me into the trash can, and he said, you're just a piece of trash to me. And this is where all trash belongs. At first, I was kind of relieved that he hadn't hit me and that he was just leaving me alone. 
But after a while, first my legs and then my whole body began to ache and hurt as I stayed squeezed inside of that trash can. My first thought was to pray for God's help, but then I stopped and started to get very angry. I was furious that this God who my grandfather had said really loved me had done nothing over the years to protect me from what my father was doing. So I decided in that trash can I would no longer ask for God's help again, even if he ever existed at all. And from that night until I was 24 years old, I didn't pray or think about God very much. <clears throat> what did continue was my father's torment and abuse until finally I ran away from home at 14 years old. Though I never recognized or appreciated at the time, God actually put around me caring teachers, principals, and parents of my friends that helped me graduate from high school at the top of my class and attend the Citadel Military College in South Carolina on a full academic scholarship. After graduating from college with a physics degree, I became a commissioned officer and an engineer in the United States Navy. It was while serving in the Navy that God used the Gideon ministry to change my life forever. While I was serving on the USS Trip FF-1075 during a six-month Mediterranean deployment, I often gambled with other officers while we played the board game Trivial Pursuit. Unbeknownst to them, I had previously memorized every one of the trivia cards in advance, so I was able to win thousands of dollars off of them. One of the officers got so upset that one night he pulled out the biblical Trivial Pursuit game and challenged me to bet our paychecks on who would win. Although I knew nothing about the Bible, I was too arrogant to back down, so I agreed to play. Needless to say, I lost a whole month's salary that night. I was so furious, I decided to try to find a Bible and take a couple of days to memorize it so that I could win my money back. Of course, I'd never owned a Bible, nor did anyone I asked on the ship, so I thought I would have to wait till we got back into port to find one. However, while I was in the officer's wardroom a few days later, I noticed a blue hardback book just sitting under our TV stand amongst all the video cassettes. What caught my eye were the words in gold that said the Holy Bible. So I put, picked the book up and saw that it also had the name the Gideons on it. So I asked the officers that were also in the wardroom, does anyone know who this guy Gideon is? Well, they were just as ignorant as I was. One of them even said, I think he was an officer on the last cruise and he must have left that book behind. So I decided to steal it from the wardroom and take it back to my stateroom. Then I started trying to memorize it so I could win my money back. In summary, needless to say, I was shocked at what I discovered in that blue Gideon Bible. I read and meditated on words such as, this is love. Not that we love God, that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And this is the testimony of God that he has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He that does not have the Son does not have life. I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. It was after reading verses like this and others while studying that Gideon Bible that suddenly I found myself at the age of 24 kneeling on the floor of my stateroom as a lieutenant in the United States Navy 
with one of the foulest, dirtiest mouths on that ship, using my filthy mouth to pray for the first time since I was 10 years old. I'll just give you a little bit of brief. I didn't know exactly what to say, but I said, Lord, I am a filthy, wretched sinner, and I deserve nothing from you. But if you'll save me through your son, Jesus Christ, I promise to serve you forever. And then all of a sudden, I don't know why in my mind, I said, but don't ever make me a pastor or send me door-to-door witnessing. (laughs) From that day on, the course of my life was totally changed. God immediately cleansed my mouth from using cuss words. Soon after that, I began attending a Bible-teaching Baptist church. Within a few years, I was totally shocked that God called me to be a pastor and gifted me to help small, struggling churches that need love, leadership, and patience to stop them from dying and to start thriving again. He has also used me to help plant churches in places such as Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, and Israel. Not only that, but he has also used me over a thousand times in door-to-door witnessing situations to personally share his wonderful gospel that I learned for the first time while reading that blue Gideon Bible. And of all the people God has given me the privilege to lead to Christ, I praise God that one of them was my father just before he died of Agent Orange cancer in 2011. So in conclusions to the Gideons here, I wanna say thank you Thank you, and also to your wives for all that you do to get the Word of God more available to people to read all over the world. I know that the majority of what you do in your ministry is hidden from the recognition and praise of men. Your efforts to live godly and holy lives, your prayers for your fellow Gideons and pastors, the sick and the lost, your fundraising to purchase and distribute more Bibles, as well as your active personal efforts to share the gospel with those that need to hear it most. Because of God and how he used the faithfulness of the Gideon ministry, my soul was saved and my useless life was made useful by God to lead many other lost souls to Christ. At one time, I didn't even believe in heaven, but now thanks to Jesus Christ, whom I was introduced to in that blue Gideon Bible, I am looking forward to being there one day. And after first meeting Jesus face to face, of course, I'm next looking forward to seeing my grandfather again. So I can tell him he was right. There is a God who loves me. I also can't wait to see my dad and to hug him for the first time because I never hugged him and called him dad before he died. I don't think I will ever thank him for the harsh abuse I suffered as a child, but I will praise God that he actually used even those bad times for my good. After persevering through those difficult years with a Marine Corps dad out of control, I made it through the Citadel and Navy training with flying colors, and I've even survived Baptist deacon meetings without being too intimidated or scarred for life. Finally, when in heaven, I'll be honored to meet the Gideons who in the early 1980s actually took the time back then to carry that heavy box of hardback blue Bibles to that Navy pier in Charleston to make sure one of them was placed on the USS trip. 
I'm sure they never knew how God was going to use their faithfulness. They just did the best they could without receiving thanks from me or anyone else probably at that time. But one sweet day, they're going to hear the words, thank you, directly from me. And all of you, Gideons, if you don't give up, you will also hear those precious words, well done, good and faithful servants. And not just from the Lord, but from the thousands of others who will be in heaven with you, just like me, who were changed forever because of your love for God, for your holding fast to his great commandment to faithfully get his word and his gospel spread throughout the earth. I thank God for all that he has done and is continuing to do in my life, and I praise God for the Gideon ministry. Please remain vigilant and faithful until he comes for us. Hold fast, for there are more out there just like me that need and depend on you. Thank you for letting me share with you what God has done, and to him be all the glory. Amen. My word given out shall not return to me void. <laughs> Most of you are probably aware of the Bibles that we hand out in hotels and motels. That's what we're most known for. Well, it's been an important part of our ministry since 1906. With your help, we do much more. We distribute Bibles in hospitals and nursing homes, prisons, schools and university, to our military personnel, to policemen, firemen, emergency medical technicians. And recently, we've also been approved to give Bibles at church-sponsored shelters or food pantries. And we also can hand Bibles or Testaments out at vacation Bible schools. So if you have one, I would encourage you to get with us and ask us. We'd be glad to share them with you. The Gideons are truly an extended arm of the missionary work of your church. We have camps in 199 countries, territories, and possessions throughout the world, and we distribute the written word in 109 different languages. We also get word out through scripture blisses throughout the world. Right now we have eight that are scheduled between now and the end of the year that we will be going to in different countries throughout the world or different cities. And I'd like to share with you one, just some brief highlights. This spring in Mexico City, we did a scripture distribution. At that distribution, there were 180 Gideons and 70 auxiliary that were representing 60 camps throughout the world. And they went there with the goal of distributing 350,000 testaments. And the first day, they gave that many out. They had to scramble around. Luckily, they had some, but all total, they ended up giving over 600,000 testaments in Mexico City, our neighbors to the south here. The Gideons also do work locally. While we do it worldwide, we're busy here locally as well. And this is what we've been able to do so far this year since March. Most recently, we gave out 934 testaments at the Eddy County Fair. We gave out 383 testaments at Christ Church VBS Sports Camp in June. We distributed 417 testaments at seven local high schools 
for their graduations in May. Our auxiliary distributed 19 testaments at the nurse pinning ceremony at Eastern New Mexico University in May. And we gave out 518 Bibles and testaments at hotels, assisted living centers, and the community kitchen right here in Roswell. We have the upcoming fair, Eastern New Mexico Fair, and based on past years and what we think, we're expecting to give out 3,000 Bibles there, or testaments. So all total, since March, your local camp here will have distributed 5,271 Bibles in Pecos Valley area. Since 1906, I told you that's when we started giving Bibles out, the Gideons have distributed over 2.5 billion, that's with a B, Bibles throughout the world. And as impressive as all those numbers are, it doesn't matter. What matters is the impact that each one of those Bibles or Testaments has on the person's life they come into contact with. I'd like to share with you what a little green Bible had on my life, my wife Brenda. I normally bring it with me, but I forgot it this time. I, I don't know. I, I told Brenda when I got here, oh, man, I forgot my little testament. But it was presented to our daughter, Catherine. When she was seven years old, she contracted a brain tumor. And it was presented from the farm credit group in Las Cruces. They were co-workers of mine. They sent her a gift package, and in that was a little green testament. And she loved that. She would read through it, ask my wife Brenda to always read through it with her. And she contracted throughout her ordeal. She had numerous surgeries, radiation treatments, therapy treatments. It was tough. And at times, she couldn't take it. And she would say, Mom, excuse me. Will you read to me on my little green Bible? And each time, Brenda started with Psalm 91, the psalm of protection God offers us. And then she would go back and start reading through the gospel. And it always brought peace and comfort to her. I'm thankful for that. Unfortunately, she lost her battle September the 1st, 1999, almost 24 years ago. That little testament special means a lot to us but also we want to thank you for what you have done for us you give base bibles our scripture funds to us monthly we appreciate that and so what we're here to do tonight or i am is to share with you here are things we can give back to your church. We offer these free of charge to you. The first one is our Lifebook program. It is a program that is used by youth pastors, and they can share it with their senior and junior high school students. It's two books over the book of John and the book of Mark, and allows them and shows them a way to share the gospel with their peers in school. Got a brief video here that gives a little better explanation of it to you. Imagine. 
the power of the gospel in the hands of every student. We believe the gospel is the power of God for salvation. We believe every time God's word goes out, it will accomplish its purpose. We believe God is doing his thing through the over 28 million life books handed out by more than 2 million student missionaries. Now, imagine the power of the gospel in the hands of every student in your schools. God has strategically positioned your students in an unreached mission field, the hallways, classrooms, lunchrooms, and lives of their peers. And because they simply give the life book as a gift, every student in your church, from the shyest to the boldest, can be involved. Filled with interactive student comments in the margins, the life book is 110 pages with a short recap of the Old Testament, the entire Gospel of John in ESV, scriptural answers to issues students face, and a call to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thanks to the Gideons International, life books won't cost your church a dime. They're completely free to church youth leaders, church pastors, and other church staff members. So now is the time to mobilize your students to put the power of the gospel in the hands of every student in your schools and watch God do His thing through His Word. Go to thelifebook.com now to request your free life books. Like I say, those are free. You, the youth pastor just needs to go to thelifebook.com and they'll provide you with them. The other thing, tools that we have that we can share with you and help you out with is our Gideon Bible app. This is a, I have a lot of people when I hand testaments out to, they have two kind of common complaints. One, I don't know where to put it or what to do with it. And the biggest one is the print's too small. I can't read it. So there's a Bible app that we hand out, and you can give them. Everybody has a phone with them. They all carry a phone. It's free for you to download. And that's amazing to me. That Bible app has 1,970 different languages on it. So you can scroll down through there, find what country you're in, and then it will give you, hey, here's the different languages or dialects in that country that, that might be in. You can click on one. And it's amazing to see how people light up when you play because it will start playing, just it will speak to you in their language on that. So encourage you. We have those. They're for you. I think there's some on the counter back there. If you want more, we'll get them to you. And the last thing that we have, as Ed mentioned earlier, I am a conversations trainer. It's a new program that the Gideons have come out with. We know where God told us in Mark 16, 15, and he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all nations. And even though we're all called to do that by Christ, unfortunately, very few of us do. 95% of so-called proclaimed Christians don't regularly share their faith with others. Only 5% do. And I'm thankful to say probably you guys are part of that 5%. Praise God. But what this is, is a way we can share with you. It's a simple approach to help partner with pastors and local churches, offering a personal witnessing training course. 
It's a two-hour course, and participants will discover the simplicity of the gospel and learn practical ways to share their faith with confidence. It costs you nothing. We'll do it for free. Like I say, you partnered with us throughout the years. We're willing to share this back with you. Who can, attain, who can attend the training? Anyone, from students to adults. It takes a two-hour commitment on your part to do it. What's involved? What is the gospel? Why share the gospel? The basics of sharing the gospel. And then we'll provide you with some tools and resources that will help you as a practical purpose. We've shared it with three different churches here in Roswell. And we'd like to here, if you're interested, we'll get with Ed or myself, and we can set up a time where we can have a trainer come and do it. There's also a video here of five different pastors who that went through this program like to share with you their thoughts on it. Well, one of the hardest things you get people to do as a pastor is to share their faith. It's just hard. Passion to take Christ to others is just part of my makeup, and so I, I'm always mentioning it to people, and I, I really want them to, to, to make progress with that. And yet I understand that most of people are shy. I pastor. Uh, that's my one full-time job, and I work uh, for another company, so another full-time job, and a husband, and uh, and uh, father, so I have many full-time positions. It was a little hard for me to cover those kinds of uh, uh, needed training with the church people. It was, it was very easy for having somebody like Gideon's coming and uh, training our people, and it was, it was a blessing for us. It was a great help to have uh, Steve uh, come and represent the Gideons and, and offer the personal witness training to our church. Um, it certainly is always good for a congregation to have a fresh voice, uh, sharing uh, much of the same things that, that as a pastor I try to share. Um, but so many times uh, it's, it's just more readily received uh, with a fresh approach, uh, fresh voice, um, and someone who has a, a different background and testimony altogether. In our church on Sundays we have about 30. Um, on our house church, we have about 15 members. We really want to help people coming out of addictions to, to first of all, come out of addictions, but more than that, be a part of a church, be disciple makers. But a lot of them thought they weren't capable of sharing their faith because of their background, because they used to be addicts or, you know, might have mental health issues and so on. But, you know, the training showed that everyone has a story. Uh, some people are afraid, some Christians are afraid to share the gospel. And that can happen, but when you see a person go from uh, not wanting to talk while we're out sharing the gospel in the community, so they'll, they'll step up and say, well, hey, let me, let me talk to this person. Say, okay, you know, and it'll give them the confidence because they've had uh, training, they've had um, uh, the foundation of the word and how to use the word in certain situations when you're talking to people. So it's, it's, it's very important that the passion came through from the presenter, that he really liked to share Christ, he wanted to share Christ. And th th that rubs off on people. I mean, that, that, even though that's not necessarily part of the training, that's really helpful to have people catch the passion and the fire. 
the Gideon's ministry is helping us to, to be unique in that front and to be uh, efficient in that front, rather than you know not, not having any tools or, or anything like that. It's so much there, you know, it's like a mechanic. You know, usually a mechanic, when he comes and fix something, he has this big old toolbox of these tools which will help. But sometimes he just take one little screwdriver and fixes everything. And that's kind of what it's like, you know, it prepares us, but we might just need one scripture or one question. And a person will, the Holy Spirit will allow them to see themselves that they, they knew they need, they need the Lord in their lives. We, we truly believe in the training showed this as well, you need to do more than just share your faith. Sharing your faith is super important, but you need to turn them into disciple makers. And more than that, you need to turn them into disciple makers making disciples. The training really opened the eyes of at least our congregation to the fact that, hey, we're all called to evangelize. We're all called to build disciples, make disciples. Prayer and, and just a dependence on the Holy Spirit all throughout the personal witness training were, uh, were put front and center and, and underscored for us because uh, apart from Him we can do nothing. That includes sharing the gospel. We, we don't save anyone. We just take the message uh, to them and allow God by His Spirit and through the power of the gospel uh, to work in their hearts and change their lives. You know, this is great for us. Uh, this this, this uh, training, personal witnessing training is, is great for us. It helped us to be well e equipped and uh, we're very thankful for it. And I, I encourage uh, any church, any pastor to accept this training for their members in their church so they can grow and so they can be uh, even more impactful than what they really are in their communities. Again, if that's something you think you might be interested in, get with myself or Ed, and, and we can set that up. But uh, Now I get to the best part of the program where I get to introduce the better path here that helps me and supports me. And she's here to share with us how the auxiliary work with us in their integral part of our ministry. So please welcome Brenda. Good evening. It's a pleasure for me to be with you today. I am a member of the Gideon Auxiliary. The Gideons are in our the Inter Gideons International are professional businessmen who place Bibles in hotels, motels, hospitals, nursing homes, and who present scriptures to colleges and school students and many others. The ex the auxiliary are wives and widows of Gideons. We present scriptures in all medical facilities to medical personnel, to female inmates in correctional facilities, and to re residents of domestic violence shelters, in crisis pregnancy centers, and we place Bibles in waiting rooms of medical and dental offices. Our only objective is to win men, women, and boys and girls to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Gideon cards help us accomplish our objective in a way that touches lives and sends the word of God around the world. 
It is one of the easiest and most effective ways you and your church can extend our, our your ministry. Through donations made using Gideon cards, you can place Bibles in memory of those you cherish who are now with the Lord. You can also place Bibles in recognition of a special occasion in someone's life, like a birthday or anniversary. But I will add to that, you can give them for any occasion. For Valentine's Day, you can give them for a new baby, a wedding. I love to give them with a wedding gift. They are a very special thing to know that a Bible has been placed in someone's name for their wedding. Or you can send a praying for you card to let someone know you care. When you send these special Gideon cards, you can choose any number of scriptures or any amount you want to donate to honor someone and have Gideons distribute the scriptures in areas of greatest need around the world. The comments that we receive from people who have been sent Gideon cards let us know the ministry is appreciated by friends and family members. Recently, I lost my brother, and we received a lot of Gideon cards, which were so appreciated by my family. More importantly, the testimonies we receive show that these cards let us know that the word of God is being spread and Christ is changing lives. I would like to show you a short video, and then Ed Borio or I can tell you more about the Gideon cards later this evening. Thank you.
So now we will come to the part of what can you as a church do to help us? You already are helping us, supporting us monthly through a financial gift, and we certainly appreciate that. But what we covet more than that are your prayers. We need them. We would ask that you pray that God continue to provide a sufficient amount of funds for us to purchase the Bibles and the Testaments that we're going to give out throughout the world. Secondly, we would pray, ask you pray that more men together with their wives would join in our ministry. Just as Jesus told the disciples, Matthew 9, 37, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. If any one of you out there has an inkling of an interest in joining, I have an application, or get with Ed, visit with us. We would love to have you join us. We need the help. And last but certainly not least, I would ask that you pray that all of the approximate 80 million scriptures we're going to hand out somewhere in the world this year, that those people would open it and that God would touch their heart and that they would accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If you would like to become a friend of the Gideon, that's also an option. There are some people who don't qualify or can't be, or you as a church can become a friend of the Gideon. And that will allow you access to the same material we presented here. Or if you want testaments that you would like to buy, you can do that through the Friend of the Gideon. And there's also a pamphlet about it on the table that Ed has set up in the back. I thank you for your attention and letting me share with you how we as Gideons are representing you as a church, not only here in the Pecos Valley, but throughout the world. I thank you for your support, and I thank you for your prayers. Please join me in closing here. Lord, we thank you for Calvary Church, for what they do, for what they represent. We thank you for their partnership with our ministry here today. We ask that you continue to bless Calvary Church and help it to flourish and grow and do well in spreading your word throughout the world. And thank you for the opportunity to be here today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.